Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We got action. A little late Christmas present to baseball fans everywhere. Snell being traded. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Baseball. One more sneak attack episode of the 2020 calendar year as we have a big trade to discuss. Finally, some action. My name's Jimmy. I got Jake coming to you from Connecticut and Trev coming to you from California. Bug Bug Dude in the studio with me in the Bronx. How was everybody's holiday, Christmas, and this weird week before New Year's, Trev, how are you? It's nice and early for you, seven ten in the morning. It is. We we were texting really like five thirty in the morning my time, but we got to get this episode out for the people. Um, I had a great Christmas, great holiday week, season, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I'm feeling good. I'm I'm excited to talk some baseball. Young Jake, James, Trevor, Big Baby David in the corner. Doing well. Happy Honda days to you guys. How about it? We're basically through it. Um, you know, I'm I'm itching for that Jan four number because that's uh, that's when we're go mode. But how about go mode for the Padres? A little Sunday night dip. Enjoy your Green Bay snow game. Don't care. Baseball's hot in the streets and Snell is going San Diego, man. That's pretty nice. Yeah. So anyone that does not know about the trade at all yet the rays have traded blake snell his three seasons and 39 million i I added up the individual years so i don't know if they're saying 40 but like if you just do 10 and 10.5 12.5 16 it gets to 39 in my math anyway the padres get snell for three seasons relatively cheap um for who he can be the Rays, in exchange, got four prospects. Luis Patina, Patina, Patino. 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 Luis Patino, he's the, he's the main piece here. He's a top 20 pitching prospect, and he made his debut already, be it a rush debut. We can talk about it later. But they get him for six years. He has no service time. They get Francisco Mejia, four years of control for him, a catcher that they can slide right into the backup role and – uh, split time with or split time with Zanino and hope that he becomes something. Uh, they get Blake Hunt. He has another catcher that's still an A ball. Doesn't do much for me, but we can talk about him if you want. And they get Cole Wilcox, who is a college pitcher that was just drafted in the 2020 draft by the Padres. And they broke the I'm interested on this. It's it's kind of a, a side, so I'll bring it up later as well. That's the trade. It's four pieces for one piece. It's very much the Padres being win now with Clevenger being out for the season and they want to compete with the Dodgers. They feel like this is their window and they want to win now. And it's very much the Rays, in my opinion, being the Rays and refusing to ever be in win now mode and just always being prepped for that win in two and a half years mode. Um, if you're a Rays fan and they, you know, with the, they already have, they're growing. Rays fans are coming and they're growing and they're active and they're feisty. 
I mean, I, I went to a lot of the places where I see where Rays fans talk, and they're all just like, well, what the fuck is this? Like, Morton's gone, Snell's gone. We're supposed to just, like, the window's supposed to be wide open, and we're, like, closing in on ourselves because we're a little cold or something. I, it makes sense if the Rays are, they want to be two years away. This is a great trade, but the Rays should want to win now. So uh, there's a lot of going around that, like, no, Rays are bad for baseball again. And I saw it, I wanted to say it, but I saw it, like, all the reporters being like, this sucks. So I want your guys' initial reaction to the trade, whatever direction you want to go. Jake, you were on this. You thought he was gone uh, after the World Series. You didn't think there was any way he would return. Simple math, man. Simple turkey math right around the holidays, too. The Rays are the Patriots of baseball. The Patriots' slogan for three years was, hey, trade a guy, trade a guy, one year early instead of one year late. And that's how they navigate now. And Snell coming off an all-time high. He was nasty in the playoffs. The final moment is his getting pulled, him getting pulled before the team lost the World Series. He starts making a real salary. And it's easy raise math here. I mean, Patino is the prize. Uh, again, got some show action this year. Called up at 20. It's 21 now. Uh, you know, you hear the scout the scout humpers rave about him, blah, blah, blah. He's kind of the piece. And then the other three are lottery tickets. And that's kind of prospects in any trade. Does something pan out? The race clearly like these guys a little bit. Um, you know, you mentioned the guy coming out of the draft, college pitcher, got some arm talent. I'm sure the Rays will find a way to tap in. Uh, the catcher, who knows, uh, flip a coin, see if they get to the big leagues. It's for Patino. And I, I think the other thing here, as a Padres fan, you got to be stoked. You get Snell. You know, you're really building something. The depth on that team now is is starting to get to the level of stupid that the the Dodgers have and, you know, the other dominant teams in baseball. As a Rays fan, it sucks, but this is how they operate. And I, I saw someone compare them to the, the, like, 2014 Royals the other day. The Royals that went to the World Series lost, came back, built it up the next year, and won. Well, the Royals have now stunk for five how many more years are they going to be bad? But they for? won the World Series, yeah. right? And the Rays want to stay in the mix. It's it's the whole new idea of playoff baseball, where the teams and you know this, the analytics department view getting to the playoffs as your lottery ticket, and then it's a crapshoot from there. The Rays are building this up. What was already regarded as the top farm system in baseball, they have now stacked that more. And think about how else they're going to use the money. They got Michael Waka for one year, $3 million. That Blake Snell, $10 million, $12 million, $16 million, they can use that to go get three more pitchers. So I, it sucks. It's, it's not the beauty of baseball that we want it to be, but this is how the Rays operate. I, I For anyone first, this is their first time listening to our podcast. I mean, these are some all-time bad takes from you, Jake. You just compared Here the Rays – to the Patriots. The Patriots are a dynasty that wins championships year after year after year after year. The Rays don't do that. Yeah, so I, I, I miss, I miss that at all. I don't understand that one. I, mean, I guess you're saying they try to trade when the value is high. Well, I guess that may be the comparison you're going for, but holy, that was, that was something else. I will say, I don't think the Rays are ever in rebuild mode. They're never in go for it mode. They're just in raise mode. They think they can win next year for sure. Yeah, like they're, they, well, they're always in. They're always in. Wait for these prospects to land in two years mode. But they, but they, what the Rays do is they think they are smarter than everyone, and maybe they are. 
And now they're going to say we can get Snell, even though God, he's so he's so cheap for a starting pitcher of his caliber. But they got rid of Snell, open up some money. Yes, they think with Waka, with Patino, with some guys in their org stepping up, they can be the, the same team, maybe even better. So I, I I think if you're a Rays fan, this is just something you're used to. I mean, you've seen. I mean, everybody leaves the Rays. Everybody eventually leaves the Rays. They're essentially. I mean, Oakland gets that that tag on them. But they don't sign their players, but the Rays are the exact same way. I think they still believe they're going to be extremely competitive. And now the on the Padres side, this isn't a trade just for this year. I mean, they signed Clevenger to a two-year deal. He's coming off of uh, TJ. They got Snell for three years now. Like they, their window is is open. They got Cronenworth. They got Tatis. A um, couple of Grisham. A couple of young guys. They have Machado and Hosmer in there for the long haul. So they they think their window is wide open so they it's go a, and get a controllable pitcher that's as it's a great move caliber i mean yeah the Padres a, are doing it it's a great move for the padres the the rays they're like the marlins but they didn't win the world series if they won the world series and they're like all right we got the ring let's do a little rebuild little like you know rebuild is a too tough of a word but let's uh get rid of some people and and revamp for the next wave people would be like fine you got the ring Marlins yeah. have done that twice. They didn't win. They didn't win. So the Royals comparison, I'd much rather be the Royals who doubled down and be like, hey, we were a couple games away. Yeah. Let's go get it next year. Makes sense to do that, even if the next five years for the Royals suck. Like uh, uh, devaluing the World Series and and we'd rather sustained playoff ability than winning is a terrible mindset, I think, and sucks for fan bases that – <laughs> you know, what fan base celebrates, oh, well, we made the playoffs every year. Like, no, the World Series is the goal. And, like, I agree, Jake, that th- there are teams that think of it that way now. It seemed like you were advocating for it, which is where I disagree, because win the I World Series. The people. I, I agree with you guys. I was laying out the information for the people. Sorry for attacking you this morning. Yeah, no, I mean, Trevor Plouffe heard there's new people listening, so he wanted to attack me off the rip. No, man, I mean, this this is Tampa. No, none of us are surprised by this trade. No, no nobody but it still sucks. Away. It still sucks yeah. to not, not re-sign Morton, who has said, I want to be in Tampa. <laughs> like, he said, I only want to be in Florida. They should have had it. Uh, did they even try? We don't know. I don't know either way. But, like, you know, did they even try to bring Morton back? Did they even... They 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 shopped Snell. They shopped him. Like I don't think people were to come knocking. He's got three years left. Next season is only ten million dollars. Do you know how cheap that is for Snell? So the Padres, like every review you're reading of this trade, is like, well, the Padres got a plus pitcher for three years, and he's pretty cheap. And the reason the Rays traded him is because he was too expensive for them. So like, what are we doing? Like, what? Are, why are the Rays in in the league? This sucks. Like, it, I, I know that the rules allow the Rays to act like this, but I don't know how you fix the CBA to say, "Hey, this is bad for the sport," and bringing in casual fans and building loyal fan bases. If this is, if teams are incentivized to do this. I mean, and and that's where I'm I'm a little surprised that you guys are coming in so hot because there just should be no shock value here. This is the race. I mean, no one's shocked. It do. just sucks. And they're not. Yes, I mean, yes, full agree. Um, but also the Rays are going to be set up really well. 
Like uh, when we're talking about these other teams, whether it's the Royals, the Marlins, or whoever, the other small market teams that have done it throughout the years, like they have the top prospect in baseball, Wander Franco coming. They add Patino, who's by some people is a top 10 prospect in baseball. Like they have refilled it. And dude, we've seen these other trade packages. What if Snell gets hurt next year? What if, uh, you know, what if he has a bad year? Then he's down to two years. Look at the Clevenger package that we were all hypercritical of. The Rays made their move. It sucks. I also don't think it's good for baseball, but the Rays are going to raise. They just stacked a team that went to the world series with more and more depth that no, not with the depth. depth. No, no, they didn't stack him with more depth. They didn't. They stacked him with minor league players. Patino get, is not. Got, he got seventeen. Well, I think Patino was year. starting the minors. He think- skipped double A AA and triple A, and he only got major league innings last year because of COVID. I, I, and I, the with the service time situation and the Rays wanting to capitalize on that. He hasn't even reached one year of service time. I'd be, I. My instincts would say the Rays are going to start this kid in AAA and and get as much time in AAA so that he gets remains six years of service time for 2022. Yeah, I mean, look, he's going to be good. I have no doubt about it when you just, like, think about his stuff. I mean, he should be good. There is definitely a chance that he doesn't amount to anything in the big leagues. I mean, every I've said this before. Everybody's a slapdick until they prove they're not. That goes for the number one prospect in baseball all the way down. You got to do it at the show. You got to do it at that level. You know, the guy Mejia that they got, you know, he's two two years service time, kind of just been a, a replacement player level player. He's young. So, you know, yeah, there's some catching depth there, but they didn't restock like the major league depth. And the Padres did that. The Padres are really doing it. I, I do get what you're saying. There shouldn't be a shock here. Um with the no. Rays, and if you follow the Rays, there shouldn't be any shock. But it 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 does suck, man. Like you called it as soon as you saw Snell get pulled in Game Six of the World Series. You said that's might be the last time we ever see Blake Snell pitching in a Rays uniform, and sure enough, it was. Think about this: he's making less money in the next three years. He's won a Cy Young already. Okay, this guy, when he's right. And you, you saying he might get hurt next year, I don't even know where that comes from. Do not put that out in, in the universe, Jake. But he's making 10 and a half, 12 and a half, 16 and a half. Kevin Gaussman got 18-something this year and with a qualifying offer. Yeah, the if Snell was a free agent, years. if Snell was a free agent, I mean, it would not be this cheap. So the fact that that's too expensive for the Rays shows that that sucks. Like, I'm shocked that the Dodgers... It sucks to have a team that cheap where everyone else is like, man, this is a great cheap deal for Blake Snell, but the Rays, for them, it was an expensive deal that they needed to shed. Like, other teams are gobbling it up because it's so cheap, and the I, Rays are like, nah, nah, we need to shed this. And that's like, well, what are we doing? I don't know if they were... I don't know if this is a shed trade. I'm not too sure about that. They I think said it was money. Like the, I think they're just trying to capitalize. We'll see what their payroll ends up being this year. Um, but I think they're I think they thought this was a package they couldn't turn down. And I'm curious to see what other teams were involved. Like the Dodgers have a great farm system. Were the Dodgers involved? I feel like this is a move the Dodgers would love to make. I, I'm also with Jake that the other three guys on this list, I dug in, I did like an hour of reading and watching. They're nothing. It's Patino. I mean, you know, a, a well, catcher, a catcher, uh, you know. What's that? But he can be amazing. But, like, you're getting a lot of people saying, like, what a haul. I mean, it's 
It's not like the other guys don't stand out as much. Mejia's got two years in the league, and, and they're hoping that he can split time with Zanino, which is a little bit of a need for the Rays right now. But, I mean. There's a zillion backup catchers out there ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he's pretty replaceable and nothing special. And then what's really interesting to me, and I don't know if, Jake, you, you look like you want to say something before I move on. I, I was just going to say, what we keep talking about package, and this was when I was talking about moving Snell after next year or whatever it is. We just saw this happen. We saw the Clevenger package, and we were all wildly unimpressed. They just got four bodies. Like, go back to the Garrett Cole trade. The Rays got who's a guy who's supposed to be a dude. And, yes, you're a prospect until you figure it out on this level. They got a dude, and you just don't see that in in these kind of trades anymore. You know, this this isn't Bartolo for Grady Sizemore and the gang. Like, this is – I don't know. They, they got their guy, and it's, it's the Rays. It sucks, and it's the current state of baseball. Patino – it, it, like everyone, he's a shortstop converted to pitcher. So everyone, all the scouting reports, everyone just says real athletic delivery, real repeatable delivery because he kind of throws like a position player on the mound. I just watch a ton of videos. He does. It does look very fluid and nice and easy. And he sits high 90s. So that's nice. Good for him. Uh, he, did, he didn't get any work at double A AA or triple A, like I said. So I don't think he's a plug into the rotation for 2021 for the Rays. So I this seems like a move to me for... The, the Rays, and this doesn't help the 2021 Rays in my mind. They got significantly worse without Snell and Morton. I don't, I think that's objectively fair to say. They're still good and going to be competitive and they can work their magic, but I think it's fair to say they got worse from 2020 to 2021, which is just an odd thing for a team who was two games away from the winning World Series to do. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> so I have something interesting for you, Trev. On this, on okay. this, la- on this Cole Wilcox kid. He's a pitcher. He's a college pitcher. He was yeah. a top big boy. Yeah, he's a top top pick, and then he kind of dropped or COVID and all that. He goes in the third round, eightieth um, overall. The Padres broke the third round signing bonus record with this kid. They gave him three point three million dollars as a third rounder. So at first, I was when I saw this, I was like, "Well, the Padres probably don't even care about that. They got rid of their third round pick. You know, they wasn't really on their future draft board anyway. He just came, and maybe they didn't even get the the magnet made with his name on it yet. But then I was like, "Wait, but they spent three million dollars on his bonus. Now, did they pay for him? And like that three million's gone? If they knew that they were going to offer him in packages, couldn't they have just?" Not, I don't know anything about this, so I'm genuine, like asking. It seems weird to give a dude the biggest bonus a third rounder's ever got, then trade him and you eat the bonus. I, I do know this that um, if you were drafted last year, a lot of your bonus was delayed. Like they didn't get their full bonus right away. So I'm, I, I don't know the answer to your question, but I do know that their bonuses were not paid out in full last year. Okay. So that could be something that maybe that got passed off. To the Rays, um, knowing the Rays, they probably were like, "Now you guys, you guys are going to pay that." Yeah, I, and maybe they chose him just to stick a needle in them because, like, that's so. If you know that you're going to offer this dude in packages, I doubt you break the bonus record. You just get whatever the the smallest that he'll sign to become a Padre. Why, 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 why break the bonus record? Was he a two sport guy? Was he? I don't understand that. If you draft a guy, you just give him slot, and that's it. I mean, 
you'd have to look into it. You you know, normally in a situation like that, it's a guy who was a first rounder and said he was only going to sign with X Y Z teams or something. Or he says you know, that in baseball, you can't say that in baseball. That's like a football if, thing. If you have other options, or if you're a guy that could go back to college or or do other things like that, you know that that is out there. And uh, I'll say it to you guys this way: you know, we're talking about the trade value. If the Padres knew that if they could draft this guy in the third round give him 3.3 million and you can flip him as part of a Snell trade. I'm sure they would have been fine with that. So, I, I mean, that's where your investment went. What's funny is here we are bashing the Rays. Mostly. I'm Jake, not, you're, you're, you're pumping the Rays up. No doubt. No, it's doubt. a smart move. It's just, it's bad for the sport of baseball. Like I understand the logic in this move. I'm not, I'm not here saying that the Rays got fleeced or the Rays are like dumb. I just think the fact that this is a mindset of a major league team is bad for the sport. Yeah, I'm okay with it being one team. I think I've said that before. If there's like one or two teams doing it, I'm okay. But if that's a model that everyone's trying to do across the league, I hate it. But I will say this. We praise them so much, and we've, we've constantly said, go try to trade with the Rays, find out who they want, and then don't trade and then promote those guys. The Padres did not do that. The Padres went ahead and traded those guys. We'll see how that works out. I'm excited to see Luis Patino. I think that, you know, I, I, I watched some highlights on him. His, obviously, his numbers aren't good. He's 20 years old, though. Uh, they'll figure some stuff out with him. I'm sure he'll be at least at least a serviceable major league pitcher that they have control over for six years, which is exactly what they want. Um, but just, you know, the whole... I think, in the end, my final thought on all this is I'm happy for Blake Snow. He's to go to San Diego. I think he's going to have a lot of fun with that team. That He'll fit in perfectly with the boys in slam diego and now he's got i mean he's he's in the thick of it it's them and the dodgers and that's it and go out try to win the division if not get in the wild card the rays it's a struggle every year there they're competing they're competing and then you know every once in a while they'll pop up and have a big year like they did last year i'm, I'm excited for him uh to go to san diego and just like be in, in the full thick of it and like for lack of a better term you know get onto a real major league baseball team. Yeah. And the, uh, it, again, it, it all goes back to value with trading or drafts or whatever it is. Snell, like think about how we got to this point. They pulled him twice through the lineup in the world series. Cause that's what the rays do. So Snell has more value outside of this realm. So they made their move. They can use the cash elsewhere for this year and the coming years. And hey, I, I think the other thing for this upcoming season that we're going to start talking about a lot is that you're going to need a lot of arms this year. Even the veteran guys, you know, they didn't throw 150 innings last year. So, Jim, even if Patino does start in AAA, this year you're going to need eight, nine starting pitcher types. So I, I, he's going to be a body for them. I don't know if it's at the start of the year or towards the end of the year, but we know the Rays are going to ride that bus. And, you know, I, he's going to be the guy you key in on to if he does have the six years that Snell does, or excuse me, if he has four years that Snell kind of had and then they trade him for the next crop. Yeah. It's like a one World thing Series. I, the one thing up. I really don't get for the Rays is, is this is the most wide open the AL East is going to be. Well, I think they just took themselves out of the favorite. I think they were the sure thing yeah, favorite. I mean, the Yankees were the Yankees are going to be tough again. The Red Sox are not going to be tough. The baby Blue Jays, okay, I could see them being, you know, up there for, you know, battling for a wild card spot. But the AL East is 
down competitively from what we're used to. And now all of a sudden, they're just like, you know what? Screw it. It doesn't matter. Let's just trade away a Cy Young caliber pitcher. I don't know, man. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It just sucks for fan bases and fans. Yeah, then they complain about, hey, nobody's in our – our stands anyway like well this is part of the reason why yeah for the owner to come out and say no one goes up to our games like joking and then yeah that's it's a good call trev like well yeah, yeah why would you become a loyal race fan right now uh the padres rotation is awesome moving forward now 2021 snell lamette Davies, Paddock, and then they got a whole crop of rookies and prospects that they can throw in there. Gore can get some work. Uh, Morahone, Adrian, young dude. Uh, Lucchesi. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Do they say Lucchesi? Is it Lucchesi? I think it's Lucchesi. Lucchesi. Um, and then in 2022, you add Clevenger, maybe Gore. Um, is He's the big prospect. Maybe he becomes, you know, one more step in the right direction. And then, I mean, that's, then you're, they're probably going to be able to trade some pitching depth in 20, next offseason if Clev's back and healthy. Or they just hang on to it all. But Padres' rotation looks pretty, pretty good. They got to compete with the Dodgers. And I, I like that they're doing this. We we heard that the owner of the Padres said, hey, if we're not competitive next year, forget what his threat was. But it was something funny. I thought he said, like, heads are going to roll. and Yeah, yeah. If we're not competitive next year, heads are going to roll. I think that's what he said. Uh, so, I mean, they got they got a lot of players. They got Fam, and now Snell's with his boy Fam. They liked each other. You know, that, that slapdick prospect came from when uh, – went over there. What if they go sign Bauer now, and then they have friends with Bauer? I think I think this takes them out of the Bauer play. I don't think it does. I no? don't think it does. I think this might be more appealing to – to Bauer now, just do they have the money to to do it? And I read some reports that they're they do they still have the financial flexibility to go and get Bauer. But then does that hamstring him trying to sign Tatis to a deal? Well, what if they th- should be trying to do that right now instead of waiting? What if um, they uh you know how Bauer said forever one year deals and then his camp really came back from that and they were like ah we're probably what if he still wants short deals? And now the Padres can really entice him for a two-year deal and be like, look at our next two-year roster. I Who knows? I just, if, they came, if they came high two years and gave him a shit ton of money, Jim, I think that is appealing. Like the the one, He's off the one-year deal. He's got to be off the one-year deal thing. Two years at a high valuation or uh, high money, um, I think he'd consider that because he'd still – if you're talking two years, $75 million, like that's a big bag for him to get for two years. And then he could, you know, get back out into the free agent market when things are back revenues back, all that good stuff. So I do think a two year deal is still relevant for him. I think a one year deal is probably out the window. He wants to get real, real, real financial independence. I I'd guess he's not going to the Padres, but maybe the two year deal things enticing. I have no idea what the Padres books look like right now. Like where they're at total payroll, I don't think they have a ton left to spend. But Jake, you think where you think this? How you think this affects Bauer? Padres, send us your book. Um, I I think they're out on Bauer. Uh, I think you you got Snell. He's your guy, and the pitching's there. I mean, we ran through it a little bit. I mean, it's Snell. You know, Denilson Lamette 
was disgusting this year. 12 starts, a 209 ERA. Uh, Zach Davies is just a, I was going to say he's a solid guy. Go look at his stats from last year. He was good, but if he's in your rotation, you're happy. Chris Paddock might be their four starter now. This is before Gore gets here, who might be, you know, I think he's the top starting pitching prospect in baseball. Morahone is 21 right now. They've got starting pitching. Um, you know, Clev bounces back next year. It's going to be exciting to, you know, to see what it looks like next year. I mean, if they do Bauer, awesome. And it's almost a super team of sorts with starting pitching. I think they're out. Uh, I'm with Trev. Like if you're willing to go there, I would get in with this Tatis guy for a 10 year deal and start doing that. And Hey, you know, as much as we're crapping on the Rays because it sucks that they run their organization like that. The Padres deserve some love. We gave them some love during the season. Their owner, he does have the funny quotes, you know, heads will roll. They got a new front office. They got the GM and all of that. They retooled the whole system, and they had a plan that we're going to retool the system, then we're going to get good, and we're going to start paying guys. Look at their lineup, man. Grisham, Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, Pham, Will Myers, Cronenworth, and Nola. I mean, that's that's one through eight right there. Um, hey, get the DH back. But the Padres kind of did this the right way for what's supposedly a medium market team, if we're labeling them that way. Um, so I don't know. I do think they're out on Bauer. That just doesn't seem like the yeah the twenty five million a year investment that they need to be spending at this point. But um, man, go Pods. Dude, go yeah, they, Pods. I'm talking. That's that's a thirty. That's a thirty five. Thirty-seven million dollar thing. If they want to do it, they want to get him for two years. And that's what it's going right. to cost. For the Rays, twenty twenty-one rotation as of now, you're looking at Glass now as the number one, Yarbrough as the number two, Waka as the three. Just uh, Gianni Chirinos coming back in anytime soon. So right now, right now they have a glass, no Yarborough, Waka, Fleming, Richards. Um, Chirinos got TJ uh, Honeywell Jr. That's Trev's guy. Um, we'll see if he can get stay on the field. And then Brendan Two-Way McKay, our dude. So uh, we'll see. Uh, again, for me, it's I hate that it is a shrug, but like, the Rays are going to pitch. They're going to be able to get those first five innings from a assortment of different guys, and then they'll throw it to another group of freaks in the bullpen. So I, you know, the Rays are attacking this whole thing differently, and maybe they're going to break the game, and maybe, <laughs> maybe they might be the biggest argument point going across the new CBA because uh, they are living in a different and and an unfun world. I, I'm I'm. I'm very, very curious to see what they do with that extra money now in the payroll. Are they just going to hoard it and keep it? Or are they going to go out and try to make some of these moves like with Waka? Like, are they going to go out and get some of these guys? They're going to wait, 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 and then strike in, in at the end of March. I feel like they're not done. I feel like the Rays are not done. They, they have some tricks up their sleeves. We've, at least for me, I have, you know, been very mean to the Rays on this episode, but I don't want to end the episode without saying they are very smart. They know what they're doing. You might hate it, but they're but they don't care. And now I want to see what tricks they have up their sleeve. Like what who are they going to go after? Like is it a bat, a big bat? Do they think they're going to go acquire some cheap pitching and then make some adjustments on a guy, make him throw his fastball at the top of the zone like every other damn team does now? I'm curious. 
I, I think they get a pitcher rehab guy. I, I think the Rays are going to try to make that their thing. You know, the market's weird right now. Guys are probably getting these one-year offers. The Rays will tell them, hey, you know, why don't you come here one-year seven instead of one-year nine with another team? We'll fix you. Go get paid next year. So I, I do think they're going to use some of that Snell money. I don't know how much. But the other thing is, man, you know, we I give the Rays lineup a lot of crap. If a Rosarena is even real, like all-star level, not necessarily the best player to ever play baseball, but like I think Austin Meadows is going to bounce back. I think Brandon Lau, um, you know, is going to be solid, you know. Um, and, hey, Wander Franco is waiting that I think, you know. We're all waiting. Flip, Let's go. Could, could they flip your guy, Trev? You know, what What does Willie Adamas get them? A 25-year-old shortstop. Does, does that Willie give them something back? So, I'm, I'm with you. I know I, I where think they're the, signing. I think the Rays have more moves coming. I just figured it out. Jimmy got it. They're signing Hap. Sound, they're signing Jay Hap. And they're gonna and they're gonna they're gonna be like, we can fix your fastball. One year, small deal. Hap lives in Tampa. Spent all last winter in Tampa. Tampa. Rays are just gonna Rays are Rays are gonna try and just throw it in the Yankees' face. And, and and reinvent the guy that the Yankees parted ways with, and Hap's going to pitch with a vengeance against him. It's happening. Just figured it out. Okay. Huge. I like that. I, I think I have another potential uh, piece for them. Could be a reunion with our guy, Archer. It's a perfect candidate for them. If he's pumping it. Yeah, that is a good – that's kind of what Jake's saying too. Like if they just give him like a – get back into baseball, honey deal. He says he's feeling good. He's uh, had a bunch of teams watching him throw, and so we'll see how that goes, man. But that would be interesting. I, I do think they're going to do that. They're going to get creative. Um, like I said, they think they are smarter than every other organization in the big leagues, and they very may well be. And we're going to see. We're going to see how smart they are. Trev, remember, you remember who blew our minds this year? Aaron Loop. Like, if they can get that dude <laughs> doing what he was doing, like, who knows? I, I'm just, if I was a free agent starting pitcher, I'd be stoked. I mean, I, you know, not to, because at this point it's being half mean to guys, but I don't know. You know, I'm looking at, hey, Tyler Anderson, sure. What's in there? You know, I, the, the Rays have whatever they're looking for. Wade LeBlanc, come to town. Let's see what they tap into, and I'm I'm sure they'll end up driving us nuts as Yankees fans. We'll see. Right. Hey, um, Nightingale, our most untrustworthy reporter. Assin. He did you do a soundbite? Yeah, I just did that. There's a, there's another piece of news, but do the Nightingale one first. Oh well, no, I mean Bob Nightingale's not reporting anything. He's just guessing because anyone that looks at the Rays. Payroll would then slide to the next biggest number and say maybe they're shopping him. It's Kiermeyer. He's set to make eleven million this year. Kiermeyer makes eleven million and then twelve next year. So I mean I, I saw it not from Bob, just from speculation from amongst like fans. Like, I bet they're gonna shop Kiermeyer next because he's making too much money. Got anything on that? That would be I would be so pissed. That's that's the heart and soul of the team right there. Can't you can't let that guy go? 
And I just it goes back to value for me. I, I don't think they'd really get too much back for Kiermaier. I know we love him. I know he's a defensive beast, but the career offensive stats just aren't there. So I, you yeah, know, what they would get, get it, man. Oh, yeah. My God. But, you, but you, you could put him on a team that doesn't need his bat. He's very valuable. Go see Jackie Bradley. He's a free agent, and he's probably going to get what one year five, one year six. I don't know. I'm just guessing, but. You know, you could go do that instead of giving up anything for Kiermaier, who's going to be making more money. Are they I, are they similar I, offensively? Kiermaier's better now. I think he I is know. probably, but I don't think he's a he's a difference maker offensively. And I do believe he's worth more to the Rays than another team. But um, I just that would I'd be completely off the Rays if they did that right now. Maybe I'm just biased. I love KK. I know what he brings. I've seen it firsthand. But yeah, man, that would that would hurt. Similar offensive stats. I think Kiermaier's got a higher career war because he's a little more special defensively. Yeah, I was trying to do just the last four years. Well, they're the same age. So if I go the last yeah. four years, it's their twenty six to thirty years, which I am guessing what people would be looking at. Kiermaier's war or uh, Wow, Kiermaier's defensive war is like double his. But we talked about that. Jackie doesn't really get those numbers for some reason. And offensively. Best center fielder in the baseball. Defensively. Last four years, JBJ's been better offensively. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. Add up. So, that's what I'm saying. 11 mil? Like well, if they, if they do do that, Jake, then that's literally just shedding payroll. Not yes. high value. Not... Yeah. Fixing another hole. That's literally, that, if they do trade Kiermaier, that would just be them shedding payroll, which is really bad. Because with yeah. Snell, you have the well, the highest value, blah, blah. But so I don't think they'll trade Kiermaier because kind of what both of you guys are saying, like he's much more valuable to the Rays for the next two years than he is anywhere else. If they do trade him, I think that's like, fuck. This is bad. Yeah. What was, the, you what was the passing sound? Uh, so Joel Sherman, he's not reporting a deal being done, but he said, I'll just read the tweet. Hearing Padres are front runners for Ha Sung Kim, who's the Korean shortstop coming over. Deal not done from what I hear, likely fewer than six years. Annual pay in the seven to eight million range, and he would go to second, and Cronenworth would go to left field full time. So including that part in the tweet made me think he's expecting it to happen. But it's not saying a deal's done, but Padres. Hmm. Why? Go pods. Go pods, baby. That seems like a confusing move. I'm skeptical of anybody coming over from the Asian leagues, especially hitters. I've you know, they it's tough. It's a different type of game over here. And there's only been a few that have come over and really been and stayed in the show. He's 25 years old. I don't know if that sways you one way or the other. That's just another fact I've it, got. It doesn't. I mean, I hope he's good. I mean, I'm sure he's good, a good ball player. But, like, that's not a move that's going to really get me excited. And they got a guy that's really good at second base. They, they do need more depth. I mean, I you know, I keep going back to that work to the point that I don't like it anymore. Their pitching depth is almost there. They're built it. Uh, I mean, if you look at their bench right now, you know, it – even for our hardcore MLB listeners, it's deep cuts for a lot of people. Right now, it lists their benches. Campuzano, 
Tanalu, Greg Allen, Jorge Mateo, and Brian O'Grady. So, um, you know, hey, just comparing them to the Dodgers, who they're comparing themselves to because they're in division and they just won the World Series. You know, the guys they had kind of on the bench, Chris Taylor, Kike, Jock on certain nights. Like, they, uh, if, if that guy can be a good piece for them, sure. And I think this is Tommy Pham's last year. So who knows? I was trying to look up the best um, Asian hitters. I mean, obviously you have you kind of have the obvious ones, and then that's all. Yeah, it's 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 Matsui and Ichiro. Yeah. Then a lot of pitchers, and then Chu. Chu's had a really good oh, career. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like after those after those three, there's not like a fifty in the middle area. It's kind of like. No, and I played with a few guys. Very, I mean, okay, so Siyoshi Nishioka came from Japan. All-star, big, one of the bigger players out there, one of the biggest players out there, uh, came over and was just completely overmatched here. The game's too, more physical. They throw harder. Everything about the game is just different here. And he, I, he, he expressed those feelings to me. It's not me saying it to him. He's told me that. And he was back over. He gave his money back and went back to Japan. Then I played with um, no, thank you. Yeah, Byung Ho Park, who I mean, was the real deal. Had more pop than almost anybody I've ever seen play the game. Like the guy in batting practice could hit balls where other people couldn't hit balls. It was very, very impressive. He said the exact same thing. Guys are bigger. They throw harder. He's like, he goes, when I hit batting practice here, every single person can hit home runs. Every single person is strong. He goes, when in Korea, he's one or two guys is hitting home runs. He's like, the game is just more physical here. And a lot of those guys, they just, it's a mental thing to come over. I mean, imagine if, if uh, a guy that was playing in the States, in, M in, in MLB, all of a sudden went to a league where the average fastball was 100. And everyone was 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, like, that's kind of what the difference is. You know, you play in the Asian leagues and guys don't throw as hard. They're not as physical. Um, and then you come over here and it's like, it's like a super league. It really is. That's why I never made it. Yeah, exactly. And Ichiro, Matsui, and Chu, all hot. Love those guys rake. Chu rakes, Matsui rakes, Ichiro rakes, obviously. But it's, it's tough. It's really, it's, it's tough. It's Matsui. Seems like a lefty thing. Matsui but. near and dear to my heart, Jake, but. What? One of the uglier. <laughs> He's a beautiful man. He looked like a corpse holding a bat in the batter's box. You know who we forgot, though? Choi. Yankee killer Choi. G-Man. Yeah. But he, hasn't he been over here forever, though? He didn't play in the Korean League, did yeah. he? No, he came over as a 19-year-old. Very, very interesting career path for G-Man Choi. I think... I think uh, um, Chu did the exact same thing though. He wasn't he wasn't in the Korean League. I think he came over early as well. I don't think so. Well, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. He came over when he was twenty two. Yeah, you're right. You're right. At, at eighteen, the, the Mariners picked him up when he was eighteen years old. So yeah, you're right. Dang. Cool. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. This was an impromptu episode because the trade happened. I think we're gonna be live tomorrow because there's a lot of 
odds and ends that happened over the there's other over Christmas that don't the Josh Bell trade episode. didn't warrant a surprise episode, but we surely got to talk about that. And then there's some other there's a few I just updated the list this morning. Yeah. Your okay. favorite player, Josh Bell. <laughs> That trade makes sense. We'll talk about that tomorrow. This was just the Blake Snell episode. So hope you all are enjoying this weird and wacky week in between Christmas and New Year's. I hate this week. I hate it. Why? So, this is great. It's not the holidays, but I can't work because no one else is working. So I'm just kind of like in this like, uh He's got to be on or off. No, no gray. Okay. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll be on. Jake says January 4th. For me, it was today. Today's my... Starting next year. Terrible week. Living in the future. Yeah. How about that? I'm in 2021. It's awesome. That's great. Snell got traded. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys. See you guys tomorrow. Goodbye.